Sammy and Shabbos preparations. Sammy was a typical boy. He enjoyed riding his bike, playing ball, eating fries. But what Sammy understood as so important, what Sammy desired more than anything, was to serve Hashem properly. And therefore, Sammy was a little bit different than the average typical boy. The average boy, when he wakes up in the morning, thinks to himself, Oy, I have to go to school. But Sammy, when he woke up every morning, he jumped out of bed with excitement. Today was another day to go to school. Today was a new opportunity to learn Torah. Sammy understood that the way to serve Hashem was through learning Torah and learning how to keep the mitzvahs. And it is for this reason that when Sammy sat in class, he listened to every word that his Rebbe said, and he followed through on every command his Rebbe issued. For example, if his Rebbe would say, Rabbi Isai, it's time to take out your chumash, Sammy would reach into his desk, knocking out his pens, his pencils, spilling his old sodas, and rapidly take his chumash and place it upon his desk. When his Rebbe said, Rabbi Isai, it's time to line up for recess. Sammy would race to try to be first in line. Not like most boys, who race to be first in line so that they can be first outside to play ball. No, Sammy raced to be first in line because his Rebbe said that it was time to line up. Sammy listened to the words of his Rebbe so carefully that it even got him in trouble in math class. Once, the math teacher Mr. Stein turned to Sammy. Sammy, what's one plus one? Sammy, with all of his energy and all of his enthusiasm, shouted, Moshiach! <laughs> Mr. Stein didn't know what to say. He looked around the classroom as every boy in the class was rolling in mirth on the floor. Ellie, one of Sammy's classmates, came to his rescue. Actually, a Rebbe taught us that if the Yidin, if the Jews keep two Shabbases, they keep two Sabbaths, uh, Sabbaths, Sabbaths, how do you say it? I guess Sabbaths. If they keep two Sabbaths properly, then Mashiach will come. Miyad Nigalin. That's what my Rebbe taught us. And Rebbe taught us, so therefore, we already kept one in the Midbar. Um, so one we already kept in the Midbar, and and one we're going to hopefully keep sometime soon. And if we keep a second one, then we'll have Mashiach. So our Rebbe said, so you see that one Shabbos in the Midbar plus one Shabbos out of the Midbar, that will equal Mashiach. And that's what Sammy meant. <laughs> Mr. Stein wasn't impressed. Unfortunately, Sammy had cracked other jokes in class that same day, and Mr. Stein took this as another joke. He told Sammy that he had to write an apology note and get it signed by his parents. Sammy was not eager to do so, but he knew that he had no choice. It was Friday afternoon. The bell rang. School was over. Chaim raced down the steps to join the line of boys waiting for the school bus. Chaim, Sammy's older brother, looked around. Sammy was nowhere to be seen. Suddenly, the school doors burst open and Sammy came racing down the steps, his backpack half on and half off. Chaim noticed that Sammy's backpack was unzipped, but it wasn't just unzipped. It was on upside down. So with every step that Sammy took, papers, pens, and even school books were dropping out. Sammy did not stop to join the line. 
Sammy raced past Chaim and headed down the block. Sammy, Chaim called. Where are you going? Sammy called over his shoulder. I I don't have time. I I have to get home. I can't wait for the bus. Chaim shrugged his shoulders, rolled his eyes. Oi, Sammy. And followed the person in front of him into the bus. When Sammy came home, he pulled open the door screen so hard that the knob came off in his hand. He rushed into the kitchen where his mother was busy preparing for Shabbos. He gave his mother a kiss and he grabbed a handful of cookies that were on a plate. He noticed that his mother was mushing eggs for egg salad to be enjoyed at Shabbos morning lunch. Ma, do me a favor. Save one of those eggs. Don't mush it, because I need my own egg on Shabbos. His mother picked up her eyebrow and said, Own egg? Your own egg on Shabbos? Why do you need your own egg on Shabbos? My Rebbe taught us in school, Sammy said, that there's a special idea, there's this concept called own egg on Shabbos, that you're supposed to have your own egg on Shabbos. I don't understand it either, but that's what he said. All right, his mother said. If that's what your Rebbe said, that's what you'll have. By the way, is it possible for you to help out? There's a lot of things that need to get done today before Shabbos is going to come. Well, Ma, Sammy said, I really want to help. It's a big mitzvah to help. My Rebbe encouraged us to help. But today we learned in class how to properly prepare for Shabbos. I feel like this is my first opportunity to really prepare for Shabbos according to halacha. So is it possible, please, that I could get ready for Shabbos first and then help you? Sure, Sammy, his mother said. No problem. I'm really proud of you that you're trying to do things so correctly. It really gives me a lot of nachas. Sammy left the kitchen and raced upstairs. A little while later, Sammy's mother had to go upstairs to check on the other children and she made her way past Sammy's room. She heard sounds of things hitting the wall and Sammy muttering under his breath. It sounded almost as if Sammy was in distress, like something was wrong. And so she knocked on the door, opened it. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Sammy, she said, trying to calm herself down. Why? Why does this room look like you threw everything in your drawers all around the room? in the clean room that I just cleaned a couple of hours ago, and your freshly laundered clothing are scattered all over the floor? Ma, there's a terrible problem. My Rebbe taught us that for Shabbos, you should put on clean clothes. And I can't find any. Nothing? Here, Ma, look. Here, look at this shirt. You see that spot over there? Yes, that's a spot from ketchup from last week's chalent. Well, so it's not clean. And look at these pants. You see this, like, mark over here? Yes, Sammy. That's where you fell down when you were playing in your suit pants. And you ripped them, and so we had to sew them, and it doesn't look so nice. That's not clean enough. Sammy, his mother said, I'll tell you what. You clean up the room, and I will get you a clean, brand new shirt and a clean, beautiful pair of pants that will match your suit jacket. So Sammy spent the next few minutes cleaning up, stuffing the clothing into his drawer. Sammy had no clue how to fold them. And as long as Sammy got the clothing off the floor and into the drawers, out of sight, he was sure his mother would be happy.
His mother returned with a brand new white shirt and what might have been a brand new black pair of pants. She put them on Sammy's bed and she left. Chaim came home from school. Chaim, where have you been? His mother said. Sammy's been home for almost a half hour. Ma, I took the bus. Sammy ran. Also, I was schmoozing with my friends up the block. But I'm here. Great. I'm glad you're here, Chaim. Here, have a cookie. Thanks, Ma, Chaim said as he munched on the cookie. Chaim, there's a lot to do before Shabbos. And I really could use your help. Well, Ma, is Sammy helping? I mean, Sammy could help too. Chaim, that's not the attitude you should have. You worry about yourself. Don't worry about what Sammy's doing. This is not a matter of, is it fair or is it not fair? This is a matter of getting ready for Shabbos. Well, Ma, the problem is that when I was Sammy's age, I really helped a lot. And I'm worried about Sammy. I mean, I mean I'm not worried about myself. It's not a matter of fair. It's a matter of Sammy growing up properly. Chaim, I'm Sammy's mother. I'll worry about that. You worry about helping me prepare for Shabbos. Come, let's go to the kitchen. I'm preparing the chicken soup for Shabbos. Could you please peel 10 carrots and a couple of zucchinis? Sure, ma. Oh, make sure you take the good peeler. The other one's not working so well. And so, as Sammy's mother prepared the pot of chicken soup, Chaim peeled the vegetables. Sammy came downstairs. Oh, Chaim, I see you're home. Yes, Sammy, I'm home. I beat you. It's worth it to run home. Well, you did beat me, but I was schmoozing most of the time. Well, I wasn't schmoozing. There's no time for me to schmooze. There's so much to do to get ready for Shabbos. Well, Chaim said, you could help a little bit, you know. Chaim, his mother said to him sternly. All right, Sammy. All right, fine. Ma, where do we have scissors? Sammy asked. Scissors? In the drawer near the oven. What do you need them for anyway? To prepare for Shabbos. Okay, Ma, I'm done, Chaim said a few minutes later. Here are your carrots. Here's your zucchini. I want to go put stuff in my room. I'll come back down and help in a few minutes. Great. All right, see you later, Chaim. Make sure you take another cookie with you. Thanks, Ma. You are the best. Chaim went upstairs, knocked on the door, and came into his room. Sammy was sitting with his back towards the door. Chaim couldn't see exactly what Sammy was doing, but he heard the snipping of scissors as it cut through cloth. Chaim tiptoed towards Sammy and peered over his shoulder. Sammy, what are you doing? Startled, Sammy jumped up and dropped the scissors onto the floor. Don't scare me, Chaim. What do you mean, what am I doing? Sammy, that is a beautiful, brand new white shirt. Why are you cutting off the sleeves? Sammy said to Chaim, My Rebbe said that for Shabbos, you have to change your clothes. Now this is a long-sleeved shirt. So I'm changing it, and I'm making it a short-sleeved shirt. I plan to paint my pants with yellow stripes to change them. Oh boy, Chaim said. I think we're going to have some interesting times now. Chaim raced down the steps. Mama! As he ran into the kitchen, his mother was transporting the pot full of chicken soup from the kitchen table to the stove. Ma, Sammy is cutting his brand new shirt. His mother, shocked, dropped the pot of soup all over the floor. The liquid in the soup shot up 
and hit the ceiling and all of the walls. She raced upstairs, shouting over her shoulder, Chaim, clean up that mess! Sammy's mother entered the room, and there was Sammy with his now short-sleeved shirt and the scissors in his hand as he cut through the second sleeve. Sammy, what are you doing? It's a brand new shirt. Ma, my Rebbe said, I explained to Chaim, my Rebbe said we have to change our clothes for Shabbos. What are we supposed to do? This is, I'm changing my... No more. I'm going to speak to your Rebbe, and I'm sure we're going to find a way that we can change your clothes in a different way. But we're not cutting our shirts. Well, what about painting the yellow line down my pants? We're not doing that either. I'll speak to your Rebbe. Could you do me a favor, Sammy? Please, go take a shower. Um, okay, but I need to go to the basement first. Fine, go to the basement and then take a shower. Sammy ran down to the basement. He went to the back of the basement where the wall was covered with a pegboard upon which hung all of his father's tools. Underneath was a cabinet with a large drawer. Sammy shuffled through the drawer and pulled out a box of nails. He then reached up and grabbed a metal cutter. He opened the box of nails, he spilled them onto the work table, and he began one by one to clip each nail. When he finished clipping every nail from the box, he pushed all the pieces back into the box and closed it up. He reached for a wrench and a screwdriver, and he made his way back upstairs. His mother heard him climbing the steps. Sammy, did you take a shower yet? No, Mom, on my way. What took so long in the basement? I had to take care of some things to get ready for Shabbos, but now I'm going to take a shower. Great, hurry up. There's a lot of people who have to take showers before Shabbos. It's getting late. Sammy made his way to the shower. He climbed into the bathtub, and he put down his wrench and his screwdriver. He spent a minute or two analyzing the shower head and the shower knobs. Once he understood what was necessary, Sammy took the wrench and he unscrewed the shower head. Then using the screwdriver, he unscrewed the knobs. He placed them in a garbage bag and he went downstairs. His mother in the kitchen heard his footsteps. Sammy, is that you? Yes, ma. That was a mighty quick shower. Oh, yeah, it didn't take too long. Where are you going now? Just to the garbage can. The garbage can? What are you putting in the garbage can? Uh, the shower. You're putting the shower in the garbage can? Yeah, see, right here. And Sammy opened the bag and showed his mother the shower head, the knobs, and some random pipes that kind of came out when he started to pull. Sammy, what did you do to our shower? I-, I took it. Young man, go upstairs into my shower and take a shower properly. Sammy shrugged his shoulders. He made his way upstairs. And he went into his mother's shower. He waited there for five minutes. And then he came out. Mom, done, he called. Okay, so are, are you dressed? Could you come down and help? Sure. Sammy came down the steps and went to the kitchen. His mother noticed that his hair was not wet. And he was wearing the exact same clothing that he was wearing before his shower. Sammy, did you go into my shower? Uh-huh, I did, yep. So then how come you're dry? Did you use water? No. Did you use soap? No. Why not? You told me to go into your shower, so I did. Sammy, go upstairs. Get into my shower. Turn on the water. Use soap 
and use shampoo. A few minutes later, Sammy made his way downstairs again, and he came into the kitchen, dripping all over the kitchen floor. His shoes were wet. His shirt was wet. His pants were wet. Even his yarmulke was wet. Sammy, why are you dripping wet? Did you go in the shower? Yes. Did you use soap? Yes. Did you go in the shower with your clothes on? Yes. That's what you said. I didn't say that. But you didn't tell me not to. (sighs) Twenty minutes later, Sammy was properly showered and dressed. By this time, Sammy's mother had really finished most of her work in the kitchen, and she had made her way to the bedrooms to finish tidying up, as well as to help the younger children get dressed. Chaim was sweeping the kitchen floor. Sammy came in and opened the refrigerator and began to empty every shelf. Sammy, I can't sweep if you're emptying everything onto the floor. It's only for another minute, Chaim. I'll be done in a minute. No, I can't find it. I can't find any, Sammy kept saying. It's crazy. Ay vey. What am I going to do? Chaim said to Sammy. Sammy, what are you looking for? Ah, I'm looking for the special Shabbos drink. Whatever. Um, oh, by the way, Sammy said, could I borrow a school book? I, I can't find any of mine. <laughs> There's no good reason that you can't, Chaim said. Your school books are littering the sidewalk from here all the way to school. Why? Because your backpack was on upside down, Sammy. Oh, but can I borrow a school book anyway? I mean, do you have anything particular in mind? Not really. Something maybe history, math, science, one of those. All right, Sammy. Sure, just do me a favor. Could you put the stuff back in the fridge? All right. And Sammy proceeded to restock the fridge. A little while later, Chaim was in the dining room setting the table. Sammy poked his head in. Finally, finally, Chaim said. Finally, Sammy, you could help. You're here. You're dressed in your Shabbos clothes. You've taken care of whatever homework you had to do with, with my book. I don't even understand why you needed my book for homework. But now, come on, help, help me set the table, please. Not yet, Sammy said. I have still have so much to do. Sammy reached for the phone and dialed a number. Hello, Shana? Hi, hi, it's your cousin Sammy. How are you? Oh, very good. I'm so happy to hear. I'm so happy to hear. Uh, very good, yeah. Listen, listen, I, I wanted to invite you to my house for Shabbos. No, this Shabbos. Uh, my, my Rebbe my asked that I should invite you. Uh-huh. As, as a matter of fact, he told me that it's a big mitzvah to have you every Shabbos. No, my Rebbe never met you. No, no, I never talked about you in class either. Oh, let me explain. You see, see, Shabbos is, is made up of three letters, right? You know that, right? Okay, good. Uh, it's a shin, a bays, and a saf. And he told us that it stands for something very interesting. He said, Shena Bashabis Tanug. That means when Shena comes to your house on Shabbos, then you have a good, pleasurable Shabbos. So uh, that's why I'm inviting you for Shabbos, because cause he told us that we should have Shenas at our Shabbos table. And, and you're the Shena that I know, and you're my cousin. So I thought, California's too far, huh? I, I mean... I mean, California's early, right? Like, like it's three hours earlier, so, so you can make it. Uh, you don't think you'll make it? Chaim, setting the table, heard Sammy on the phone. He came over to where Sammy was standing. Sammy, who are you talking to? Sammy, I'm talking to you. Who are you talking to? Sammy continued to ignore Chaim and talk to Shana. 
So Shana, okay, so this Shabbos won't work out, but, but how about next Shabbos? Chaim kept trying to grab the phone from Sammy. Sammy covered the receiver. Chaim, stop it. You're bothering me. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to get ready for Shabbos. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But Chaim kept trying to grab the phone. When Sammy put his ear to the phone again, he said, Shana? Shana? She hung up. Chaim, this is all your fault. You want the phone so badly? Here, you could have it. And he threw the phone with all of his might towards Chaim. The phone sailed past Chaim and went straight through the plate glass dining room window, shattering it in a million pieces. It's your fault, Chaim. You broke the window. I broke the window, Chaim said. I broke the window. I didn't break the window. What did I do? You threw the phone at me. You mean I shouldn't have ducked? I shouldn't have moved out of the way? I should have just let it hit me? Sammy ran to the living room, crying, upset that the window was broken and upset that Shana could not come from Shabbos. He threw himself up on the couch and he sobbed. (laughs) Sammy's father put the key in the door. He loved coming home on Erev Shabbos. It was hectic. People were busy. Things had to be done. But the mitzvah-filled atmosphere and the wonderful aroma of the food cooking for Shabbos brought him such joy and excitement. Of course, he also looked forward to tasting the delicious food. He had always learned as a kid, that those who taste the food before Shabbos to make sure that it is properly prepared for Shabbos, they merit a Geshmaka life. And it was a Geshmaka life. As he walked into the house today, he noticed that Sammy was on the couch reading a book. And he noticed, much to his dismay, that a fire was burning in the fireplace, despite the fact that the air conditioner was running. Leaning closely towards the fire, he noticed something else. In the fire was some wood, but there was also a book. What he could read from the label, from the cover of the book, it seemed like it said, U.S. Histu. Sammy, his father said, turning to him, whose book is that? Sammy distractedly responded, the book? It's Chaim's. Chaim, their father yelled, Chaim, come here right now. Chaim, who had been upstairs getting ready for a shower, raced down the steps. His shirt was half on and half off. He had taken out his contacts, so he was squinting while he tried to get his glasses in position on his face. Chaim, your book is in the fire. Don't you care about Mom and Hectish? How could you take your history book? If you don't want to do your homework, don't do your homework. I'd rather you don't do your homework than you take your book and throw it in the fire. That's terrible. What a waste of money. Ta, Chaim said. I, 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 I. That's my book? In the fire? That's what Sammy said. Sammy borrowed my book. Sammy, is that true? Yes, Ta, I borrowed it. Did you put it in the fire? Yes, Ta, I put it in the fire. Then why didn't you tell me that? Ta, is it possible you never asked? Sammy, you better have a really good explanation as to why you put this book in the fire. Oh, I I do. My my Rebbe told us to. Your Rebbe told you to take your history book and throw it into the fire? Well, not exactly, but I kind of figured it out. You see, my Rebbe taught us that Chazal say, it says in the Gemara, I I think it's Shabbos, I think that's where the Gemara is, that two malachim accompany a person home from Shul every Shabbos. 
And they look around and see how things are set up for Shabbos. And if everything is nice and beautiful, then they say, just like it was for this Shabbos, so too it should be for next Shabbos. Now, you know that Shabbos can mean Shabbos, the last day of the week, the seventh day, you know, Shabbos. But Shabbos also can mean the week. So my Rebbe said that some say that if your house is all nice and beautiful, the, the Malachim are really giving a blessing, they're giving a bracha, they're saying, just like it's beautiful in this house, this Shabbos, like Shabbos, like, like, like the seventh day of the week, so too it should be beautiful for the next Shabbos, meaning the whole week should be as beautiful as this Shabbos. So whatever it is for this Shabbos should be for the whole week. So if for this Shabbos I don't have a history book, for next whole week I won't have history. Sammy, the money to pay for this book is going to come out of your allowance. But Ta, I was trying to... Sammy, end of discussion. Chaim, you go upstairs and take a shower. And Sammy, I don't want you to do this ever again. Chaim went back upstairs. He went into the bathroom. He closed the door. He pulled open the shower curtain. Ta! He yelled. His father, thinking something serious, maybe something dangerous had occurred, ran up the steps and he knocked on the door. Chaim unlocked the door and Sammy's father came in. What? What's the matter? Ta, I can't take a shower. Why not? Because there is no shower to take. Look! Sammy's father sees there is no shower to take. There are no knobs. There's no shower head. And... There's some tubing or piping missing. Chaim and his father looked at each other, and together they said, Ah, Sammy. Later, Sammy's father was heading towards the kitchen. It's kind of drafty here, he said. I feel like, like there's a breeze coming from the dining room. That's strange. The windows of the dining room don't even open. They've been painted shut for years. He went into the dining room to investigate. He saw the glass on the floor, and he saw the broken window. Sammy! He called to Sammy, who was still on the couch. Yata! Could you come here a minute, please? Yata, what's up? Actually, Sammy, I think the question is, what happened? Um, do you know what happened to this window, Sammy? Mm Mm-hmm, Sammy said. You know who broke the window, Sammy? Mm-hmm, Sammy said. Could you tell me who broke the window, Sammy? Mm-mm, Sammy said. It's a Shiloh of Lush and Hara. <sighs> Chaim, are you done your shower yet? Oh, I'll be down in two minutes. Two minutes later, Chaim was downstairs, his clothes hastily thrown upon him. Chaim, do you know who broke this window? Yeah, Ta. Was it you? Ta! I wouldn't break a window. I'm way too old for that kind of stuff. Was it Sammy? Well, <clears throat> uh, um, uh, is it Lashnara? Sammy, did you break the window? Ta, I wouldn't break the window. Sammy, did you break the window? Well, I did, but it was Chaim's fault. I thought you said it was a Shiloh of Lashnara. It is a Shiloh of Lashnara because it's Chaim's fault. What happened? Well, you see, Chaim was trying to grab the phone. And when he tried to grab the phone, it kind of ended up going through the window. Sammy, that's not exactly what happened. Tell Tati the whole story and he'll understand that it wasn't really my fault at all. And it was really all your fault. And just because you got Chaim, that's Lashon Hara. You see what I'm saying, Ta? This is a big shadow of Lashon Hara. All right, boys. 
Forget about it. It doesn't matter. I guess I'm going to have to nail a board over the window. I'm afraid that it might rain over Shabbos and the rain's going to come right into the dining room. Sammy, please go outside to the garage and get me a board. Chaim, please go to the basement and bring me up the box of nails and a hammer. A few minutes later, all the pieces were in place. There was a board and there was a box of nails and a hammer. Okay, Sammy, I want you to hold the board on this side. Chaim, you hold the board on that side. Good, excellent. Okay, no, move a little bit that way. Great, now it's covering the hole all the way. And there's a place that I could put nails in. Okay, okay, don't move. No, no, don't. Sammy, don't let go. Okay, good, you, you all set? All right, it's going to take me, I'm going to put in four nails first at each corner. Then it'll be in place and you guys can walk away and then I'll add in a couple more nails to give it strength. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Let me take out this nail here and I'm going to put in my hammer and, and I'm going to hammer this nail into the wall. Oh my goodness, look at this. It's a brand new box of nails and this nail is already cracked in half. That's really weird. I wonder what happened to this nail. All right, let me put it to the side here. And this nail is also cracked in half. And Sammy's father dumps out the box of nails and he notices that every single nail is cracked, split in half. Sammy, do you know what happened to these nails? Oh, yeah, Ta. Yeah, I do. I should have said so earlier. I cut them all. Why did you cut my nails? Well, because my Rebbe taught us that in honor of Shabbos is a really special mitzvah to cut your nails before Shabbos. So I had to cut them. Sammy, his father said in an exasperated tone of voice, Sammy, Sammy, your Rebbe meant that you're supposed to cut your fingernails. Oy vey, but I bite my fingernails, Sammy replied. What am I supposed to do? <sighs> okay, Sammy, listen, I need you to run down the block to the store. No, no, don't let go of the board. Okay, Whew. okay, let's put, let's put the board down. Perfect, okay. Boys, Chaim, I'll call you when I need you. Sammy, run down the block to the store and pick up some nails. Oh, can I have a little extra money? How much do you need? Maybe $10. $10? What do you need? Well, because I need to buy some soda for Shabbos. Soda? Sammy, you know that a little while ago, we decided that we're not drinking soda anymore. We decided it really wasn't healthy. All that sugar and all that caffeine, just not good for you. Well, but Ta, my, my Rebbe said that on Shabbos it's different. He did? That's right. My Rebbe said that on Shabbos is a special mitzvah to have three sodas and... The third meal, you know, we call Shalosh He said its real name is Shalosh Sodas. That you're supposed to have three sodas at Shalosh So you have three sodas the rest of the meal, the rest of Chavez, and you have three sodas at Shalosh So three plus three is six. So I need to buy six sodas. And I think my Rebbe said that it's six sodas per person. That every person has to have six sodas. So that means that I have to buy lots and lots of sodas. I need at least $10. All right, Sammy, whatever makes you happy. An hour or so later, despite the tumultuous preparations that occurred that Erev Shabbos, Sammy's mother was filled with pride and nachas and joy as she watched her husband and Sammy and Chaim walk out the door dressed in their Shabbos finery to go to Shul. The house looked so beautiful. It was all ready for Shabbos, despite the wood on the dining room window. And as she lit her neros, as she lit her licht, she thanked Hashem for giving her such a beautiful family.